Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people talk big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a former Oregon State wrestler. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating and is currently undefeated in his MMA career. Here is Christian Robertson. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, first of all, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. I could could and would not do it without you listeners, so thank you again. But if you have not yet, um, my big promotion platform is my YouTube channel. I do a lot of vlogs. I do a lot of stuff. Um, that's really my only source of media. So if you haven't yet, go over to Christian Robertson on YouTube or check out the link in the description. Go subscribe, comment, show some love. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, sound great. Awesome. What's up, Al? Not a whole lot. <laughs> How's life going? How was training today? Training was good. Uh, man, you, you, I mean, you you know how Fridays are. It's just that mm-hmm. end of the week sort of drag. But, you know, pushing through it, getting through it. And, and I was, uh, you, you know, talking with Ryder a little bit. And, like, we're, you know, getting ready for Eddie's class. And it's just like. Oh, you could feel all the stuff, but at the same time, like your body says, maybe you should take a day off, but you know, like if you take a day off, you're just going to feel stiff the whole time versus like you get in there, you do it, you move around. Right. And, and, and you, you let, you let tomorrow, you let tomorrow person deal with that extra stuff that's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. How's your body feeling by the way, right now? Um, not too bad, you know, uh, a little beat up just from the general rough and tumble nature of, of what we do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I mean, yeah, no, no big nagging injuries, nothing, nothing that I need to like baby and kind of watch out for just same kind of, I, I, I like to, uh, say that I'm now that I'm getting older, there's the difference between a hurt and an injury. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of hurt. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed? How old do you know? 31, 32? 31. 31. Have you noticed over like just your training having to change from being like 21, 22, 23 to now 31? Or are you still kind of in that like prime peak where you can still train twice a day and feel okay? Or are you noticing some differences in your body? You know, I, I, I was actually you know, as, as we age, we start to look into that. And I mean, there's, there's that whole thing about like, Oh, you don't want, you got to make sure that you're training smart and you're training, right. You're not overtraining. But I was reading an interesting um, article from a, from a guy that said there's, he, he of course it, it heads off with something that's kind, kind of controversial. He says, there's no such thing as overtraining, but then he goes on to say, you're under, you're under resting, you're under recovering. Mm. So like, if you do those two a days and while, you know, back in the day at twenties, yeah. Uh, um, to go back to your original question, like there's a difference, but like back when you're 20, you do two a days and then you hang out, eat half of a pizza while you roll it up and you're good versus now it's like, you got to actually recover and you got to put effort into like, Hey, I'm going to like stretch and I'm going to roll this out. I'm going to make sure that I get the right amount of sleep, which is huge. (laughs) Yeah. Are you a big nap taker? You know, now with the, the, uh, pro practices that are, that are doing a little bit earlier, it's nice. I can, I can go to practice, get the hard one done, come back, have a lunch and do, I'm kind of doing like, I'm trying to move into the, to the, I think it's a, a thing that they do in Spain and I'll, I'll, I'll eat, a, I'll eat a big lunch, take a little siesta <laughs> and then uh, wake up, wake up and uh, maybe hang out for a little bit more, get a, an evening kind of either technical or sometimes if, if I'm feeling real froggy, I'll, I'll go for a run when it's, when it's nice and warm out, but. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take a nap here and there, but I I try not to make it like a set thing. Yeah. Do you get Do you get stressed out before practice? I know for me, like some days, if I'm full and I get tired, I don't like to go pra- to practice tired because I just know 
Like I want to feel energized. And that's how I was in college too. Um, yeah. Like I would always just feel stressed if I was tired. Are you the same way? You know, um, when, when I had the, the jaw break and, and we, we did, you know, I, I was kind of sidelined for that. I started seeing a, uh, a therapist, not only for my, my mental well-being, but also she, she does, she, uh, specializes in performance, mm -hmm. um, stuff for athletes. And one of the things that we've talked about and that kind of relates is, you know, you're not going to be a hundred percent every day. Mm -hmm. but that it's, it's important to take that 80% and, you know, or however you're feeling that day and just do the best you can with it. And, and so, right. you know, the, there are some days where I'm like, oh man, I'm not feeling great or, oh dude, I'm, I'm going to go in there and, and I'm, I'm going to get ragdolled or I'm, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to come up against, uh, th there was, there's some practices back when, uh, <laughs> back when, um, we, we still had, oh no, CTE causes the names to flare in and out. <laughs> <laughs> Who was but, it? Um, was it a coach or athlete? Athlete, our, our big guy at the gym, trained Francis? with Eric. Francis. Why, oh, could I, no. why could I not remember Francis? Bro, you're going to get crap for that. Dude, but uh, the yeah, best, the best when, guy ever. Yeah, incredible. See, but that, he he uh, he pushed the he pushed the name right out of me because I'm just remembering the force that he hit me with. And there'd be times <laughs> I'm like, I'd go into practice and be like, man, I'm. I know he's gonna call me out because I'm I'm big enough to wrestle with him, but I right. I don't want this. Yeah, and, he's so big. <laughs> it's like I he's, mean I. His size just neutralizes it. Well, his size just neutralizes your wrestling at times too. It's just yeah. like, it just, it wears you out. I mean, cause we're, what are you with? 220, 220, like 215? Something like that. Yeah. And I'm like 225, but I'm a little mm -hmm. bit, you know, I'm not as lean yeah. as you, but it's just like, dude, he's 275 on a bad day. Like he's just huge. And it's just, he's... that's, and it's all muscle. Yeah. And, and the thing is, He's also good. I, I've, yeah. I've gone with, I've gone with big guys before. I've been like, ah, this is fine. Cause I'm, I'm better. Or I have more technique. I can like move around. Francis. Nah, nah, son. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that after four years of like from his first MMA practice within four years, he was fighting for a title. So we already know he's mm -hmm. like a super athlete. And then you put another three years on top of that to work on wrestling because it was kind of exposed in the Stipe fight that he didn't have any wrestling. And, you know, he wins a world title against Gone. And then yeah. he beats Stipe – or no, I'm sorry. He beats Stipe with his defense. And then he beats Gone with his offense. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, what are you going to do? He's 300 pounds. You, I mean, he's 300 <laughs> pounds solid. I mean, he probably – I bet he stepped on the scale of 300 at, at one point in his life in the last, like, two months. Maybe. Man. That's a lot of weight. That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, to, to answer your question, there, there have been times gone into gone into practice feeling a little nervous, but um, I I think that and and I've talked about it to, to other people too. Like, I don't think being nervous like it kind of gets a, a negative connotation as like oh you're nervous or you shook or whatever, but like. Mm -hmm. That's the normal human reaction because we're fighting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're fighting people. And, yeah, and the normal human reaction is to, to feel nervous and to give you adrenaline so that you can get through it. <laughs> right. Now, when was your, when was your Yoel fight? That was, last, was year? last, I want to say a year ago. A little bit more than a year. I, I think it was last March. It was in May. Yeah, it was it was more than a year now. We're we're either talking March or May. Okay. I think it, I think it's May. I think it was May. Okay. So, and then you just fought you just fought Carl Moore what yep. three weeks ago? Yeah, time flies, man. Three weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. Was it, uh, so what it would have been July what like July seventh something like that? I think it was July. 
See, now you exposing me for the, the dingus I am. I don't even remember. Okay. Uh, um, it, it's, it's something like that. Fought, fought in July. <laughs> okay. And you're feeling pretty decent after that fight? Yeah. How's your body yeah, you, you know, um, anyone who's watched some of my fights before, the, they're like, oh, man, he took a lot in that one. But um, against Carl, I, I feel like uh, making, making moves in the world of striking and as far as big, you know, like big shots, big, like getting really torn down. Um, I, I don't think it, it happened. You know, um, he, he fought a good fight. He, he, uh, he got, got the decision on me, but as far as permanent damage, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm not really feeling, uh, bogged down by anything too much. Yeah. Now, do you, like after a fight like that, a close, um, you know, close fight goes to decision. Um, how do you like, do you change anything up in your camp? Obviously you have less, uh, need for recovery from this fight as opposed to the Yoel fight. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to like make a jab at you or anything. I'm just saying like, obviously, cause you've been very open about the fact that you broke your jaw yeah. and, um, everything but what kind of like time off do you take are you trying to get back in there within the next couple months or do you want a, quite a bit of time in between fights like what's like a good schedule you know, for you you know i'm i'm in a position where i don't uh and and we've we've talked before and I, i'm sure there will be people out there that are still hard on me for you know you should go down in the next weight class go to middleweight um but making light heavyweight is, is never a break neck issue for me. And it allows me to focus on instead of making weight and busting my body down to, to get into a class allows me to focus on the fight itself, which, mm -hmm. um, I think, I think in terms of recovery after the fight helps me out too, because then it's like, you know, we're, we're ready. I, I don't have to, Oh man, I lost 30 pounds. And now I have to recover from that, that dip. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, pending, you know, big injuries and, and again, stuff like the UL fight or, or others, I'm, I'm usually, uh, pr pretty eager to get right back at it. Um, get back into practice because, you know, this is, this is, this is what I do. So yeah, it, it's, it's nice to get back to a schedule. Um, this previous, after Carl Moore, I was able to come back for a little bit, but um, then I, I took a, a solid week off going to visit my parents, which is nice once in a while. But right, you know, near, near the near the the end of the visit, I'm like, ah, I miss extreme, I miss the guys. Right. I want to get back. <laughs> right, right, yeah, no. Um, oh shoot, dude, I just lost my train of thought. I was going to ask you a follow up question on the. Uh... Okay, wait, repeat what you just said. You, now I've got it. Shoot, it's contagious. The CTE is contagious. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, you just said. Oh, have you given any thought? Because I know people probably don't look at you and say, oh, you should go down to 185 because you don't look like somebody that would fit. I mean, you're a little shorter, but you're pretty stout. Like, it's not like anybody's going to look at you and say, oh, what do you weigh? Like 195? Like, you're a big guy. But have it's usually when do you get when like people ask you your weight, they tell you to go down or people just go up to you and say you should go down. I think it has a little bit to do with, I, I'm going to be honest. Most of the comments come when I make weight and then I stand next to the guy I lay heavyweight next to me. Like, I mean, I, I, I think I'm a pretty big guy, but then when I stand next to UL, people are like, eh, maybe Alex is in the wrong weight class. Mm. Or or against a guy like like Carl Moore who who's who's got size and he's got reach he's he's a big fella, um, you, you know I I try I try not to let it bog me down too much. I mean, there's always that thought in the back of your head, which is like, which that constant thought, which is what what more could I be doing? Could I be doing this? Right. Could I be doing this? There's always that thought, like, could I go down to middleweight? But every time. I, I think about it and it's just, I don't think I'm going to gain a lot of reach. <laughs> mm. I feel like middleweights are, 
Yeah, middleweights are. I, I'm not. I'm not the lankiest guy. I'm. I'm kind of squat, kind of stop stout. I'm not gonna gain any reach. I'm gonna. Uh, like I said, now I'm. Now I'm thinking about making that weight down to middleweight, if we can even get there. Healthy, smart, which is something that I've. I haven't done before. Oh, you and are now thinking I, about I, going down. I mean, there, there's always that thought in the back of your head. But I, right. I think, I think generally I'm, I'm past it. I'm, I'm light heavyweight. I'm fine here. I, I like, I like getting close and I like wrestling. And once, once we're wrestling, then it, it doesn't matter about the size. Cause I'm, I'm feeling pretty comfy in there. Well, let me ask you this. Cause I think this is what every fighter kind of questions. Where will I be better at? Do you think that you could have a better opportunity at middleweight? like a fresh coat of paint, easier opponent, not easier opponents, but just more of an advantage with kind of a weight advantage. With weight in mind. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Like, do you think your shot to the, you know, to Eblin is easier than your shot to Nemkov? See, and this is where we're reminded. I'm not a very good student of the sport. I'm, you know, I, I, I know kind of the guys around me. Okay. But, I, I think just generally that everybody's good. Um, everybody's good. Everybody's got their stuff. I'm I'm kind of focused on how I would feel making that weight. Mm-hmm. And getting all the way down there doesn't sound, now I sound pretentious, but it doesn't sound super fun for me. And kind of, I I like that my, my shtick has always been, I, I'm going to get close. And I'm going to use my gas tank to wear them down. And I feel like, you know, again, there's smart. There's guys who do it very smart, very intelligent. They cut that weight down. They're fine. Their energy level. But I feel like I don't have a super lot of experience getting down there and, and having that energy. And I feel like that it could be that the the risks may outweigh the reward of, the risk may outweigh the reward of me being a little, like a little bit bigger. Right. Yeah. Cause I feel like one of the worst things you can do is move a weight class and then, you know, have the weight cut be too, you know, too drastic or have the weight difference be too big. Like you go up too heavy. You know, we saw this with Rockhold and Weidman when they went up to mm-hmm. 205 and it ended their career. And then we see yeah. like, you know, guys like Dillashaw when they go down or, you know, Cody Garbrandt, like some of these guys that end up going down in weight, and it ends up, you know, really screwing them over because they're depleted. Their chin is a little bit, you know, less padded. Their their brain has less, you know, uh, like less water and everything. And they're just, yeah. they're dehydrated. And it, you 24 hours in an extreme weight cut isn't a ton of time. No. And so sometimes it, it really is a bad career move, even though you're trying to help yourself. So I'm sure that goes through your head sometimes too. Like, is it is it worth the risk of, yeah. you know, potentially getting beat by somebody I shouldn't or that I'm a lot better than or having like some kind of fluke happen where, you know, I take a kick or I take a shot that normally I'm fine, but because I cut 25 extra yeah. pounds, now I'm really screwed. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I mean, I, I, I keep bringing it up, but like, um, when, when I, when I did, when, when I had that, uh, that jaw injury, so I, I made weight for the fight. Yeah down to 205 and then, you know, broken jaw kind of limits your options as far as getting your weight back up. I actually, without eating, I was just, you know, drink like my jaw was wired shut and I was drinking boost shakes and stuff. And I went, I was actually weighing in at around 190 ish. Now I wasn't working out. I wasn't working out because I, you know, broken jaw, you can't do a whole lot with it. You don't want to do a whole lot with it, but just, just moving around my house at 190, I was like, I feel like, I feel like garbage. Right. What do you do during that time? Like what, like what can you do for exercise? Cause even, even if you exercise, you can't, it's not like you can sustain your muscle mass with the amount of food because you just can't drink that many calories a day. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was something. And then, um, a, a lot of people, the, uh, it, it gets kind of overlooked, but I also, I broke my foot in that fight. Oh, so really? there goes, yeah, there, there went, there went jogging. There went, I mean, 
I could have maybe rode the exercise bike with the boot on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, you know, just kind of hanging out, staying in there. Um, I think once the foot recovered a little bit, I was able to get back into the gym. And uh, I think at that point, my my jaw was opened up, but they they put bands in to kind of mm. line it up in the right place. Like so I was able to almost. eat. Yeah, so so I was able to eat. So I was able to work out, and then it was just it was just hey Alex, we, we know what you want to do, just don't get hit in the jaw. And I was like okay, so there's a lot of hitting the hitting the bag and uh, pumping the weights, running, just stuff that wouldn't get me. Uh, that won't get me jabbed a bunch of times in the jaw. <laughs> right. How long did it take you to put your weight back on once you were able to start like lifting again and eating like normally? Because you went, you were 190 and you walk around what, 215? You probably got up to 220, somewhere around 215, there. 215, 220. Yeah. Um, not, not as hard as you would think because you go from no food to mm -hmm. when you're wired. I mean, when, you, when you're wired, it's no food. Then they open you up and it's bands. And your jaw is relatively weak. Mm -hmm. So they say eat soft foods. Soft foods, for anyone out there who's listening, soft foods are the stuff that have the most calories. I'm talking ice cream, I'm talking mashed potatoes. I'm talking like yeah. I, I couldn't eat like a lean steak or like chicken breast right. because it's too much. Right. Yeah, you're too, too much chewing. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the weight came back on fairly easily, but... Once we were able to move around a little bit and, and feel a little bit better, and uh, it, it was it was an okay. It wasn't just sudden weight gain, but how did the Yoel fight? How did the Yoel fight come about? Because I know I, I know one of the biggest, um, not one of my criticisms, but one of the biggest criticisms was why are they pairing Alex up with somebody that's on paper a better wrestler, and it like has shown that he's got higher level striking just with his experience. So how, like, was there any part of you that was like, I'm not taking this fight. Like this is a bad matchup or what, um, like how did, how did that come about? Um, honestly, it was, it was kind of desperation on Bellator's part. They okay. needed, they needed a big fight. It was headliner, uh, sorry, co-main with, um, Anderson? CTE again. Corey Anderson? No. Uh, so we, we, we were in Paris, and actually, actually, um, he was supposed to be fighting French French folk. Shoot. See, now I'm not going to know anyone's names, and everyone's going to be mad at me. Uh, so so um, Ryan Bader was also on the card. He had okay. his heavyweight match against... That wasn't uh, that wasn't Fedor, was it? No, no, that was before Fedor. Oh, it was. Um, it's Congo. Yeah, Czech Congo. That's right. That's right. Yep, it was. It was yeah, Bader and Congo. Him, yeah, he just took him down and beat him up the whole time. I don't know if you've yeah. seen the fight. It, it was it was Bader and Congo, and it was um, shoot, what's the fella's name that that he fought? Uh. Anyway, he, he hurt his hand, I think, like three weeks out because okay. somebody, some, some idiot tried to break into his car and he punched through the window shield. He punched oh, through the, yeah. And so he, he had his hand all cut up and then, you know, there goes the co-main. Right. Bellator says, we're looking for somebody. And uh, my manager's like, look, it's it's a crazy fight. It's I, I would understand if you said no. But, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. But yeah, you know, e even if I was looking at, I, I I I get to fight, I get to fight, and I lose. Mm -hmm. It's it's a fight out in Paris against a legend. Like, right. I, I'm not gonna say no to that. <laughs> yeah, was there any part of you that's like he's 15 years older than me? I'm gonna kick his ass. Like what? Like he's, hmm. you know. Youth, youth is on my side there, but and and, and we, we talked about this before. I mean, old age yeah. comes for us all, but I I think that Father Time is a little bit afraid. Yeah, <laughs> like they're like, hey, I, I, we're, we're not going to tell Yoel to, like for a couple of years. Like, he's 
I, I, I feel like maybe maybe Father Time comes to Yoel every once in a while and he's like, hey, it, and Yoel goes, no. And he, he goes, okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> have you seen that? Have you seen that interview that he did with uh, Ariel Hawani? Was it Ariel? And um, he's like I, trying I, to pump him up. Oh my gosh. There's like this, this interview he does really famous. It was probably six, seven years ago, but mm -hmm. he's like motivating Ariel and, but he's like getting intense and he's like, go, you go. And I was just like, bro, I feel like that's how he's like with father time. It's like, Hey, Yoel, go, go, like get out of my house. He's a freak. What were some of your biggest takeaways in that fight? You know, um, I, I think, and this is, this has kind of been my, my journey through all of my martial arts career. I, I, I sometimes think, and now again, I'm talking about how I'm, I'm dumb, but I, I, I think sometimes I tend to overthink and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about what they're going to do instead of what I need to get done. Right. 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 And in the past I've been able to like put on the blinders and I say, I, I know the guy's name and I don't really care what he does. And sometimes that's that's been successful for me because then it allows me to to fight the fight that I need to do, and get into my stuff. But with somebody like Yoel, I mean, everybody knows how how he's going to do, and and it's he's got such a presence in the ring that it's it's hard to be like this is what I need to do instead of think. It's hard to think about what you need to get done versus what Yoel is going to was going to do to you. Yeah. Is he, he looks like one of the most frustrating guys to fight. And I think Izzy had a really hard time with him. And so did Whitaker. Um, mm -hmm. Because you're not going to knock him out. Like he's, I don't, I don't know if he's ever been knocked out. Like if he's ever even been finished, it's incredibly hard to take him down. And he's mm -hmm. just really good on his face. Like he's, he's almost got like an impeccable defense. I think the only yeah. person that, the only person I've really seen hurt him, um, well, I guess, no, I should say Whitaker hurt him, but Costa really, I think, hurt him bad in their fight and mm -hmm. kind of got through his defense a little bit. But he's he's got to be frustrating because he, he almost, he has these, like, defense and then explosion. Defense, yes. explosion. Mm -hmm. And it's like the most, that's how he was in wrestling too. He would be losing to, like, some scrub that, you know, some junior world team member or something. I mean, not a scrub, but somebody that shouldn't be on his level. He got second Olympics and he had beat him yeah. by like one point. And he got that one point at the end of the round, you know, or at, at the, the end, end of the, of the round. Mm -hmm. and, and that seems like how he's taking his fighting is like, he's got 30 seconds of explosion each round almost. And he's going to yeah. space him out. You know, it's like five seconds here, 10 seconds here, five seconds here. It's like, you know, kind of like an, uh, an interval workout, you know, like on the treadmill yeah. or something. It's like jog, sprint. Jog, sprint, be and, and like you can't. And that can be hard to. That can be hard to defend against because he's, like, like if he's going if he's going full tilt the whole time, it's like oh there's there's a chink there, there's a chink there, there's right. here's here it is. But he's he's focused on defense, focused on defense, and can't can't see anything. And when you're getting frustrated, you're like, how am I going to get? Bam! Then there's a big explosion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's crazy. It it must have been. It must just be a. He must be like a. Just a hard nut to crack because he's got the perfect body for defense. He's what <laughs> is he shorter than you? Is he your height? I I I think he. I think they might have him at six foot. I man. Okay. But we're around the same. Yeah, I I don't think he's too much taller. Right. But he's just massive. I mean, he walks around at like 235 sometimes. I've, I've seen videos of him stepping on the scale at like 232, 233. He's yeah. a big dude. Big dude. But I, I mean, I, I, I didn't get anywhere close to, to figuring it out. But I mean, he, he had his, his, his fight with Vadim and, and Vadim seemed to, you know, I, I don't think Vadim did anything crazy outlandish. Just, right. just kept the, the right pressure during the whole fight. So, yeah. Yeah. What, so what were some of your, um, like, did you change anything in your camp? Was it still, Hey, we're just going to keep working and it's just a matter of time experience. Was there more of a focus on striking after that fight? Less of a focus on wrestling was, you know, more jujitsu. What was kind of, um, did anything change in your training, uh, regimen? You know, 
and and this is this is why again I say I'm I'm a real boring interviewer because okay. <laughs> I, I I I don't make those dynamic changes. I mean, okay. The but my journey as an MMA fighter, you know, we we have wrestling and and that's always in the back pocket, but we're we're trying to do a better job at blending the striking with the wrestling, um, blending the stand up with the shots, and I I I I tend not to try to change that game plan in the same way that, that I don't want to, you know, start thinking about cutting weight. It's just a lot of things to think about. And, and we're in a sport. And I, I think you and I have talked about it before. We're in a sport that's still relatively young. And there's right. just, there's so, there's so many variables. There's, you know, there's, I mean, when we talk about wrestling, if you're going to, if you're going to get shot on, you're either going to sprawl or you're going to do this or you're going to, and there's, right. there's a few different things, but I mean like nothing too crazy sure. versus MMA. Oh, somebody shoots on you. You could knee them. You could take a, a step back and uppercut. You There's so many different variables across the board, across all the different styles that when you start trying to change every camp or I mean, start over again. I'm, I'm not saying that that we're not learning and growing, but it needs to be, at least for me, I find it more helpful to, oh yeah, these are the things that we, we goofed up on, um, you know, and these are the things that we could, we could make a step in the right direction, watch yeah. that fight, and then we're just gonna move on from, from there. Same game plan going forward. Um, but just right. adding in a couple extra things. Right. Well, I mean, your style is your style. Like you can't stop being yeah. a wrestler. You're not going to just start going and doing karate in, in your fights. So maybe, so what I'm understanding, what I'm hearing is like micro adjustments here and there based on how yeah. it went, but your, your overall goal is get in close, take the guy down, beat the shit out of him, go yeah. home. Like, yeah. That's it. And that, you're never, that's it. And then, yeah. There's no reason to change the game plan. Right. Yeah, you don't need to be doing spinning back kicks and, you know, I mean, I, if you want to, you can. At yeah, no they, point not to. They do look cool. And, right, and that, but that's... That, that, I mean, that, that gets the YouTube crowd riled up. <laughs> right, right. But then there's guys like Daniel Cormier that, you know, uses utilizes kicks, but he, clo he closes the distance. He's got good boxing. He's got good head movement. Mm -hmm. And he has his same game plan. He doesn't do anything fancy. Stipe Miocic is the same way. You're never going to see Stipe do something stupid. Yeah. Uh, like, he's not going to make stupid mistakes that lose him the fight because he wanted to do something that he's not equipped to do. It's the same thing. Like you make yeah. little adjustments. Okay. Where, where did I get beat here? Where did I get beat there? All right. Let's kind of fill these holes, but my game plan's still the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean like the, um, still it's, it's the same. We're saying the same thing, but y you know, I, I, I always look at um, wrestler uh, Jordan Burroughs mm -hmm. fucking right. one, one of the greatest wrestlers, that the U.S. Has, has produced, and what did he do? He he double legged. That's yep. it. He yep. he wasn't he wasn't trying to change things up. He just he had a couple different setups, pressured right. in, hit a double, hit a double, hit a double. Right. And if I I feel like if you can kind of focus and and get a couple things that you're good at, then right. that game plan can work on anybody. Right. Well, and with Jordan too, is like, you know, especially with film and stuff, it's a lot harder to stay on top now than it was maybe 30 years ago when there was no film on guys. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing I noticed with Jordan, um, cause I watched a lot of Jordan. He was like the, the guy I watched, I emulated a lot of his stuff. Yeah. And one thing I noticed with him is when guys would learn what he did, he didn't change his game plan. He didn't change from a double to a single or low ankle. No. He changed his setup to the double. Yeah. So if a guy would yeah. stop his snap, you know, okay, now this guy knows, hey, I'm going to, he's going to snap. So he's got to, you know, roll under. Well, Jordan would just pass the elbow and double. But yeah. it's still a double. It's just adding a, I tell my wrestlers too, like, yep. I'm like, if a guy takes you down and puts you on your belly, we've got to get up to our feet, but yeah. we've, he's added steps to it. Yeah. Now it's, I've got to get to my base, get to my feet, turn, face, take him down. Whereas, you know, if he just, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, a guy stopped my snap. Now I've just got to add a step. And I think that's yeah. like, that's how everybody has to look at life. They have to look at wrestling. They have to look at sport. You know, if, if somebody does something, it's not an obstacle. It's they've added a step to what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's, I try it's to, not a reason to go back and change everything. It's just sure. a, a, a new a new problem that you know, l- l- like like you mentioned, l- little little micro changes, micro right, changes. Exactly. Do you wear what? What is with the sleeve when you fight? You wear a henna tattoo. <laughs> what? What is that? I thought you got tatted one day, and I was like, what? He just went and got a sleeve like a, a day before his fight. I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> they're all they're all press ons. I I have uh, since since this year. Well, you get I, I of, have. Do you you get them out of that yeah. like little twenty five cent thing? Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Not not all of them. I I I've since I've since upped my collection. The internet the internet's a beautiful thing for. Gathering all sorts of, I mean, it, it's a beautiful capitalist invention. Amazon is. So you yeah. can kind of find whatever you want. And, uh, you know, every once in a while uh, after a fight, I'll I'll spend a little bit of cash. Now, again, I, I think I used to say that it's cheaper than like getting a real tattoo. At this point, okay. mm, it's probably it washing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I throw some fake tattoos on. And, it uh, again, it, it used to be... I, I think it started as kind of a joke because, okay. you know, on the amateur scene, you have, mm, I don't want to say this. You, you have people that kind of just want to do it once for like their Facebook likes right. and, and, you know, they're, they're tough boys and they maybe fought a couple times in the bar and they're all tatted up. And I remember thinking like, oh man, I, I don't have any tats. I want to feel, so I stuck a couple on here and there. I wanted to fit in, but now it's, it's developed into one still very funny because I, I get a kick out of whenever, whenever somebody's like, man, that's a really nice tattoo. Yeah. Thanks. I just got, <laughs> I just got it. It's, it's always very funny to me. And two, okay. I'm still, I'm still waiting on one of these sponsors to take me up. Cause I mean, there's Bellator is gracious enough to allow sponsor spots on the shorts but man, I'll I'll NASCAR it all up. If if somebody wants to pay, I'll I'll put it on there. That's not a bad idea. Get like a sponsor stick on tattoo. Wow. Okay. Huh. Hey, if, if, any any businesses listening out there, if if you if you want a little piece, you want a piece of the skin action, I'll I'll get you in there. Don't ever <laughs> don't ever use this sentence if you want a piece of the skin action again. That's <laughs> I don't even know if I can post this now. Hmm. Got got a market, got a market rated M. I know, right? Do you? Uh, it, well, on podcasts, it's E for explicit. Oh, that's right, um, explicit. Do you? Um, is there any tattoos that you're like? I'm never. I'm always doing this one, or is it? Is it all kind of random every time? It's all kind of random. Um, I I do have, I I do have a weakness for so, so, like again. Um, anyone who has experience with Amazon knows that sometimes they dip a little bit into the, what do I want to say? Like kind of the, the wish department, the wish.com department where okay. the quality kind of falls off a little bit. Okay. Every, every once in a while, like I, I, there's, there's some really nice ones and, and they're really good. They're, they're well done. They, they stick well. And every once in a while I'll get one and it'll be like, it'll be a deer and its eyes will be crossed. And I'm like, oh man, this is great. This is going right on the chat. If, and, and, and like, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll try to try to get some of the goofier ones on there, but then I'll try to hide it under like, um, like a real, real gnarly looking dragon or like on <laughs> down the back, it'll be like some, some cool, some cool Japanese script. And then like off to the side, just like a rabbit. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So who helps you put them on your back? Is it your wife? Mm, I was. <laughs> you hope I, I always wrangle one of my coaches. To, I always wrangle my coaches to get get one on my back. Oh my god! It's it's tough, and it takes. It, look, I know they're stick-ons and they're pretty basic, but there is a skill. There's there's a learning curve to to getting it on and, and making sure that it stays on. Sure, they do a good sure. job. Okay. Do you ever put them on your face? You ever thought about like just putting something right on your head? You know, directly on the face is a little on the nose because 
while while I, I'm okay with like in interviews and sometimes when people ask about it, I'll be like, yeah, they're, they're press ons. I don't want it to become like overt. I'm trying because if, if I keep it on like in the clothesline, people are like, wait, did he always have those tattoos? I can't remember. When you do a face tattoo, it's like he didn't have that. That that's new, or that's that's a press on. That's obvious. I I, I want to keep him guessing. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Say, Again, you though, Mike, you just do the Mike Tyson right on your eye for one fight. I mean, that could that could be a high look. I you, you want to what? I, I will say this again. See if, it, if the right business comes along, I'll I'll put I'll put it right there. You'll get the whole face deal. I'll I'll shave my beard off and put a put a tattoo on if that's what they want. There you go. <laughs> do you go? What's the highest you go? Just the shoulders? You go up there. I'll do a neck one every once in a while sometimes because I, I, I have the undercut and I'll, I'll shave. I'll put kind of one back here and people will be like, wait, again, again, it's, it's about, it's about building that mystique and making sure that people don't know which way I'm coming. Okay. They're, they're <laughs> speaking of not knowing which way I'm coming. I, I, I do got to ask. So let's say, let, let's say you're about to fight somebody and you okay. don't know that they press on fake tattoos. I've had this thought for a couple fights. Okay. Would it be a significant kind of psych out if if we use base basketball terms? If if I got like my opponent's face just right there. <laughs> he shows but up I, and it's I, his face. Yeah, I've thought about it a couple times. <laughs> I don't know. I and, 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 and maybe like, be yeah, just wait. You do get like his face or his like his girlfriend or his daughter or something like. Oh uh, no! Hold, hold on, the girlfriend and daughter. I feel like that may be too personal. Okay, that, like that could be. We, lay, we we stay away from the family. Yeah, stay away from the family. But we're we're mob. We're not cartel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've got morals and values. <laughs> morals and values. That's right. Okay, Sopranos, not Narcos. I got gotcha. you. I get it. I see what you're doing. I got it. We stay away from the family. Yeah, I, I think that would psych me out if, if you took your shirt off and I just see my face on your chest. Just right there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this next one. I'll see. But see, that, that's the double-edged sword, though. Because like, if, if, if it works and I win, great. But then... Then it looks weird if I lose. Then it looks like I was like, I, I love you, Dad. Like, no, hold on. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it's one of those things you just gotta risk. Gotta risk it for the biscuit. I know. That makes yeah, sense. That's what I'll, everybody always I'll, says. I'll keep toying with it and I'll, I'll see if I can get a good good one done. We'll we'll see. Yeah, you're probably not gonna get that off Amazon. <laughs> oh, there's there's play the internet's vast and deep, my friend. It's there. There's places to get pretty much anything done. It's crazy that uh, have you seen Darren Till's tattoo? It's like his ex girlfriend, um, and it was he like had it covered up to look like a gorilla, but it just looks like a demon. It, like it's really Whoa. bad. Yeah, it's really Wait. bad. And she's like the. You need to go look it up. It's it's bad. He so he All used right. to have his. Everybody thought it was Paige Van Zant, but he used to have his girlfriend's face tattooed on his arm, and then they broke yeah. up. But they have a kid together. And so he got yeah. it redone, and it's supposed to look like a hunchback gorilla. The hunchback? Is that what they're called? Yeah. No, no wait. No, no. Hunchback is a whale. Silverback is the gorilla. I thought hunchback. I don't know. Quasimodo. But it looks like a demon. Like, it looks like something from Insidious or one of those scary movies. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah. I. I oh, whoa. It's bad. It's bad. That is, that is something. I, I just, I can't, I like, I can't imagine the conversation with his kid one day when he's like, dad, why do you have mommy's face looking like a demon on your, on your shoulder? That's, that's something. And, and you want to what, not, not to, not to like bring it all about me, but if, if I do a bad tattoo, I'll just, I'll, I'll scrub it off the next day. Right. Right. You'll just get a washcloth and take it off. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, um. How much have you been keeping up with uh, what's going on with Sean and uh, his title shot? Hmm. Um, I mean, as as much as he talks about it, 
and yeah. as loud as his voice is, like it's kind of, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get here and there. Uh, so, so from what I've heard, it's, I mean, there's kind of a open space at the, at the shot at, uh, at style bender at Izzy because, uh, DDP, cause D cause DDP doesn't want to fight cause it's too close. Mm. I, and, um, Strickland said he, he, he was thinking that he might get it, but I think the UFC is being a little bit, uh, withholding is, is terms of, in terms of his terms. Wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, for, from, from what I heard, it, it sounds like he's not, uh, not really confident that he's going to get that title shot. I thought it was a done deal. When I heard about it last week, I thought it was a done deal. They made a press release like it was done. And then yeah. I talked to one of our coaches, because um, Strickland and I have the same striking coach, and it sounded like they were trying to – I don't, I don't want to give ins and outs, but it just sounded like it wasn't a done deal yet. I, so I, I think when know. it – Because you train with Strickland probably more than anybody because most people are like, I don't want to train with Sean, have Alex do it. <laughs> and Alex like, okay, I'll go with him. Who's Sean? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's – that's a wrestling mindset. It's like you go with him. Okay. All right. Well, all right. I don't know who he is. <laughs> um, but yeah, from I, I think from what I last heard, that um he's not super confident that it's gonna happen. Okay. And whether that's because of uh, contract issues or just it, it just wasn't gonna work, but it, it didn't seem like he was super confident about it. I mean, there's always still a chance. Right. But I, I think last time I was talking to him and, and uh, getting his getting his info on it, that it, it didn't seem as concrete as last week's press releases would, would have you believe. Okay, gotcha. I don't know who else they could throw in there because Dracis is, I think, the clear choice. You can't really – I don't really know if you could – I mean, Whit didn't Whitaker just lose? Whitaker lost to Dracius. That's right. So you yeah. can't put – that's that, I was forgetting who he fought, um, so, but that puts both and, of them and, out. And, then, and Sean's and the other holdup is I mean I I heard that the other option was was Cannoneer, but again like that's multiple times they've run it back and and uh, yeah like no like right. I don't think the UFC wants to make that fight again. Yeah, I mean I don't. Yeah, if they want to make money, they don't want to put that fight together because that one's just a hard one to sell. If Cannoneer doesn't get. I mean, he just beat he just beat uh, Vittori, but uh, you know he just fought. He had a little bit harder fight, I think, than than Sean did, and it's kind of crazy because everybody's kind of knocked Sean for, um, well, people knock Sean for a lot of things, but everybody's kind of knocked Sean for taking these fights against these unknown guys. But you know, he's had easier fights. He's gotten two or three wins in where it takes most guys to get you know one, and. Yeah. He's right in the lineup. Like it's like he's yeah. probably the next guy they called right after Duplessis. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, again, this is all stuff that I try. Like I'm, I'm a fighter. I'm the the matchmaking and all that stuff that's up here. But I, yeah. I think, I think Sean, I, I'm not sure if he's really thinking about like if I if I do this one and think really smart and get there and then I'll have a touch. No, I think Sean just likes fighting. Yeah, yeah. No, he's <laughs> he just likes fighting. Like if yeah. if he wasn't fighting in the UFC he'd be fighting in people's backyard like he's not it's it's not about a paycheck to him and it, it takes about five minutes to figure that out with him like after yeah. meeting him you're like oh this guy just likes fighting he just likes he just it. likes it he's into it he just like he just <laughs> likes to rile people up and fight yeah he's and he's good at it yeah and he, he's you know he's smart enough to get paid to do it some people aren't that smart mm-hmm like my my uncles and grandparents, they weren't that smart. They they went and got in fights on Saturday, but they didn't ever got paid to do it. See, that's that's where you're goofing up. If, and, and you know, there's there's that old adage: if if you're good at something, make them make them pay for it. Yeah, right. Do you have any? Um, are you watching the UFC tomorrow? Um, you know, I'm I'm usually not uh, super plugged in about like making the stuff and. And seeing it, but I, I I might check it out. Depends. Um, man, this makes me sound like a, a bad fighter in general. But like, I'll I I usually just tune in if like one of our teammates are going, mm -hmm. 
or I don't know it or or if there's nothing else going on I I, I don't really carve time out of my day to do it now this is gonna sound I bad think, the only sport I, I the only sport I really do that for is uh is hockey <laughs> oh you like hockey are you a, are you a Knights fan I am a Knights fan I've oh, you, you know back from Wisconsin Transfer. we don't have a team a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people are like, "Oh, I just root for the Blackhawks," and it's like, it's fun, but it's it's nice now. And uh, w- when I made the move, I'm like, "We we gotta we gotta check out Knights game." Been been there once. Now with the Knights and their fucking dominant championship, I don't think we'll ever be able to afford tickets again. But <laughs> you have to get more fights. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, dude, I appreciate you doing this, man. This was a lot of fun. Let's go. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, you got anything else you want to say? Anywhere people can find you? Anything coming up? You can find me uh, on Instagram and Facebook. And I think I'm still on Twitter. X. What's X? X is, X is known. That's, that's what Twitter was. It is now, it is now just X. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh dang it, Elon. I'm, I'm not very active on any of it. Okay. But you can find me there if you need to hit me up. Um but yeah, I'm you know, just in general, keep your ears open. Uh keep your eyes on the lookout cuz I'm trying to get back in there and fight. Like like my buddy Sean, I'm just I'm just a dummy who who figured out how to get paid to beat people up. Yeah. Is there anybody you're trying to fight right now? Are you working on anything? Ah, the call out section of the interview. I'm always, I'm always very, I'm always very bad at this because one, it's such a weird concept to me. Uh, Again, you, you'd know this from wrestling, like call people out. You're going to, you're going to hit them anyway. Like, right. Right. And, and, and now that at the you know the the top part of Bellator and in the light heavyweight, like we're gonna bump into each other eventually. I'm not worried about it. And and two, it just I feel. And also, I don't I don't know anybody. Okay, come, <laughs> come. I I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to fight. I'm excited to. Um, and you know, it, whoever whoever it happens to be, I'm sure it'll be fun. Cool. I, I I tell people all the time if. If if people watching it are having half as fun as I am doing it, it's gonna be a good time. That's that that's the match. That's good. It's worth awesome. it. <laughs> awesome. Well, easy. I appreciate you doing this, man. Have a good no one. Thanks I, will, so I will see you Monday. Monday. Awesome. Bye, bud. See you, bud.